This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Squad Cars. General Motors and their dealer organization throughout Southern Africa proudly bring you the drama, the danger, the thrills, and the facts when the long arm of the law travels in squad cars. The story you're about to hear is true. Details are supplied from the official case files by the South African police. Only names and places have been changed to protect innocent people involved. Johannesburg, May the 14th, 6.35 a.m. A new shift has just taken over the radio control room in the shadow of the Herzog Tower. The battery of phones linking police and public is comparatively quiet. One of the phones rings and is answered by a constable on duty. Police. Constable Mainhart speaking. Uh, hello. I am wanting the police. Yes, yes, this is the police. Oh, uh, madam, she's dead. What number are you phoning from? 420013. Where's that? Parkhurst. Uh, what's the address? Number 10, 23rd Street. Uh, what's your madam's name? Killian. Mrs. Killian. And you say she's dead? Yes, sir. Who killed her? I do not know. I, I'm finding her just now. All right. We'll send somebody over. Hey, hang on a second. What's your name? Phineas. You just stay where you are. Don't go telling your friends and filling the house with people. No, sir. Uh, the police will be there in the car in a couple of minutes. Uh, okay, sir. Non-European domestic's name, Phineas. Into Newtown Market. We had a tough time finding him among all the porters, but we've detained him and we're taking him to headquarters in Commissioner Street. Over. Righto. Over and out. Another one for you. Yeah, thanks. What's it this time? Murder in Parkhurst. Unless there's someone being funny. Oh, we'll soon find out. Control to car number three. Come in. Over. Uh, number three to control. Receiving you. Over. Proceed to Parkhurst, number 10, 23rd Street. A non-European domestic has reported finding his employer dead. Investigate and report. Over. Received and understood. Over and out. Well, that's the first bit of excitement. I wonder what else we can expect today. You name it, we get it. <laughs> That's for sure. Six forty-one a.m. The driver of car number three and his crew arrive at their destination to find an agitated servant waiting for them on the stoop. Are you Phineas? Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. Where's the missus? She is in the lounge. Dead. Oh yes, sir. Uh, show me. In here, sir. This way. Who else lives here? Uh, no one, sir. The, the madam, she's living by herself. Never seen such a mess. She's dead, all right. Oh. Jan? Yeah? Go and report him. Tell him it's a job for the murder and robbery squad. 7.17 a.m. In response to the report from squad car number three and a subsequent phone call to the murder squad, Brixton, Lieutenant Dirk Lubberskachny arrives at the scene of the crime. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning, Constable. 
You look a little green around the gills. What's the matter? I thought I'd seen everything, sir. As bad as that, is it? Yes, sir. Let's have a look. In the lounge here, sir. Has the whole house been ransacked like this? Yes, sir. All the drawers and things have been turned out in the bedroom. Poor woman. What do you suppose he hit her with, sir? To make her look like that? Well, judging from the wounds, I'd say he used a hammer. He must have gone berserk. Yes. He must have expended a lot of energy doing this. It, it's horrible. Yes, that describes it very well. Horrible. Who else lives here? No one, sir. Lived alone, did she? Yes, sir. Then who found her? The houseboy, sir. And where is he? He's in his room crying, sir. Crying? What's he crying about? He worked here a long time, sir. Oh, oh I see. Well, if he's in a fit state to talk, bring him through. If he's not, then leave him for a while. Very good, sir. The work of a madman. There's blood everywhere. On the walls. The ceiling. Whoever did it must have been splashed with blood himself. The lieutenant wants to talk to you. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning. What's your name? Phineas, sir. Have you had a look at his papers, Constable? Yes, sir. Everything's in order. Now, Phineas, I understand you work for the missus for a long time. Yes, sir. For 14 years. Did she live alone for all that time? No, sir. The, 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 the boss, he passed away eight years ago. So uh, she was a widow? Any relatives? Uh, not here, sir. I believe she herself was born in Port Elizabeth. Mm. Did she work? No, sir. Then where did the money come from to keep all this going? I do not know, sir. What about friends? Did she have uh, many visitors? Uh, no, sir. Did she keep money around the place? Not too much, sir. No. How much? I am not certain of this, sir. Oh, come, come, come on now, man. You've worked for the missus all these years, and you expect me to believe you don't know where she kept the money and how much there was? I did not say I did not know where it was, sir. All right, all right. Where was it? She was accustomed to keeping it under her mattress. How do you know? When I'm cleaning, I'm seeing it. I cannot help seeing it. How much was it? I have not counted it, sir. It was a roll of money with a rubber band around it. Hmm. Uh, Phineas, what time did you go off last night? It must have been about 20 to 8, sir. And you didn't come in again until this morning? Uh, no, sir, no. Did Mrs. Killian have visitors last night? I, I saw a car parked in the street at about 10 o'clock. I had been to see a friend of mine down the street. It was parked, this car was parked outside the house. It, it was a car I have not seen before, sir. Was it old? Was it new? What was the make, and the color, and the registration oh, number? I, I'm not knowing, sir. Was it a European car? I would say so, yes, sir. Was it yes, a TJ car? Yes, sir. Uh, at what time did Mrs. Killian normally go to bed? Uh, after half past ten. She used to like to listen to the news and to the weather forecast. And you didn't see anybody last night? No, sir. All right, Phineas. Yes, sir. Uh, Constable. Uh, yes, sir. I'm just going to have a look through Phineas's things as a matter of routine. And I'm going to call on the neighbors at number 8 and number 12. Right, sir? So when the district surgeon gets here, uh, you'll know where to find me. Mrs. Killian kept herself to herself. We've been neighbors for years. There's not much we know about her. See or hear anything last night? No, nothing. Nothing. 
No, we didn't see a car. Nothing unusual at all. I can't tell you how shocked I am. The whole street will be up in arms. Oh, yes, Mrs. Killian was liked by everybody. She was never any trouble. Not that we saw much of her. Very little coming and going at number ten. And based on the rate at which the body's cooling down, I'd put the time of death at about half past eleven or twelve last night. No doubt about the cause of death. That blow in the middle of her forehead penetrated her brain. She must have died instantly. 2.17 p.m., Vitvardasant Divisional Headquarters. Having completed a preliminary examination at the scene of the murder, Lieutenant Labaskachny calls on the brigadier in charge of the CID to inform him of progress on the case and to seek his help. It's a tough one, sir. There's absolutely nothing to go on. No prints? Plenty, uh, belonging to the deceased and the boy Finia, sir. Uh, no others. And the money from under the mattress was gone, eh? Yes, sir. Well, there's your motive... Judging from the photographs taken this morning, I'd say that whoever did this must have run up in a mess. That's what I think, sir. You can't get far spattered with blood without somebody somewhere asking awkward questions. Well, I've got a theory about this, sir. What's that? Well, I think the killer wasn't wearing clothes. I think he undressed prior to attacking the old lady with a hammer, bathed, dressed himself again, and then ransacked the place. Uh, did you find anything to justify such a theory? Well, there was a towel in the bathroom, sir, which was damp. I've sent it to the criminal bureau in Pretoria. I want to see if there are traces of Mrs. Killian's blood on it. Good. Uh, now, what about the murder weapon? Yes, sir. I'd uh, like some help with the donkey work, sir. Well, what do you have in mind? Well, I'd like a team of men to go over the Parkhurst area very thoroughly. I'll fix that for you. And what are you going to do? <laughs> Bit of donkey work on my own, sir. I'll go through all Mrs. Killian's papers. We'll never know. Might find something. Right. Keep me informed of what transpires. 5.34 p.m. Having found nothing of any significance among Mrs. Killian's papers, accounts, receipts, etc., Lieutenant Lovascockney makes the circle of his inquiries wider among Mrs. Killian's neighbors. No, there haven't been any strangers around here. No, nothing unusual at all. Nobody, except relatives from Fandabale Park. I don't suppose you can count them. Anyone at all? Well, I suppose that would include the man who came to see me about my washing machine. Washing machine? Yes, I've had it for some time. The guarantee had expired, and I phoned the shop. Uh, which shop? Uh, Sharp and Kenwood. Where are they? In Parkhurst, dear. Uh, sorry I interrupted you. Uh, you phoned the shop? Yes, that's right. And ever such a nice man came. Huh. What was his name? Uh, Worrell. How long ago was this? It was last week. Uh, do you, uh, live alone here by any chance? No, oh, as a matter of fact, I do. My husband passed away last year. Oh, I see. And what made you think this waddle was nice? Well, I, I suppose you could say he knows how to talk to a lady, you know. Sort of gentle and charming. Nice manners. Did he come in a car by any chance? Yes, yes, I'll tell you why I remember. I'd phoned Sharp and Kenwood and they'd said they were sending someone. And, oh, you know what you do. You sort of you get a picture in your mind of what to expect. 
I imagined a van and a man in overalls, but no, Mr. Worrell came in a car, and he was wearing a raincoat. I see. Now, you might think this is a funny question, but uh, do you keep money about this place? Oh, I have none to keep. My husband wasn't insured. When he died, I got nothing. That's why I'm out all day working. But you're surely not interested in Mr. Worrell. I might be. You see, among Mrs. Killian's papers, I found an invoice with a receipt attached. It was for repairs to her washing machine. Lieutenant Lubbascockney, pursuing a long shot, calls on the electrical contractors Sharp and Kenwood. He speaks to one of the partners. I hope I'm not keeping you from anything, Mr. Kenwood. Well, not at all. I just want a word with you about one of your employees, a man called Worrell. Yeah? How long has he worked for you? Oh, must be getting on for a year. Why, what's he done? Well, this is purely a routine matter, Mr. Kenwood. Oh, I see. And where did he work before he came to you? Well, I don't know. Didn't have any references or anything? No. Taking a chance, weren't you? Oh, I do now and again. I needed someone who could go out and tend to little routine things. Fuses blowing, hot plate in a stove that might need a new element. Little know. repairs to washing machine? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I could see the Waddle was down on his luck. In fact, he begged me for a job. I asked him one or two questions, questions to do with the trade. He answered them very well. I could see he knew the business. I'd be more than satisfied with his work, let me tell you. I've only had good reports about him, and customers are quick to complain. I wonder if I could have a word with him. Sure, just hang on a sec. Yes, Mr. Kinwood? Is Ray Worrell in the shop? No, Mr. Kinwood. Oh, out on the job, is he? No, he hasn't come in this morning. Oh. oh. All right, thank you. He hasn't come to work this morning. Does he usually take time off? Never. I see. Uh, may I use your phone, Mr. Kenwood? Oh, by all means. I'll just get a line for you. Thanks. Yes, Mr. Kenwood? Just put a line through here, will you? Yes, Mr. Kenwood. Oh, here you are. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Kenwood, I wonder if I could trouble you for something else. Oh, of course. This invoice is for a job you did in this area. I wonder if you could check your books and find out uh, which man you sent. Mm, sure. Can I take a moment? Warrant officer will here. It's Lieutenant Lobbeskachny. Oh, good morning, sir. Oh, good morning. I'm speaking from a business in Parkhurst called Sharp and Kenwood. I don't know the number, but you can look it up. I want you to get onto records right away and find out if we're anything on a man called Worrell. Raymond Worrell. All right, sir. Phone me here the moment you find out anything. Either yes or no. All right, sir. Uh, yes, Lieutenant. I've got the information you require. Oh, good. Um, Killian, number 1023rd Street, fault miner in washing machine... Electrician sent our Worrell. Yes, I thought it might be. When was that? Um, it was last week. But how come Mrs. Killian was in possession of a receipt? Well, she must have paid cash. Given Worrell the money. He paid in at the office, and the girl sent Mrs. Killian a receipt. I see. Where does uh, Ray Worrell live? Uh, in Mayfair somewhere. Um, just let me think. Uh, yeah, 143 Railway Street. 143... Railway mm-hmm. Street. Thank you. Yeah? A call for Lieutenant Labaskachny. Right, put it through. It's for you. Oh, thank you. It's Lieutenant Labaskachny. Uh, Warrant Officer Wolof here, sir. Yes? Uh, that information you wanted on Worrell, sir. He's uh, done time. What for? 
crimen injuria and criminal assault. I see. Uh, where was this? Uh, the first little lot was in Cape Town, sir, and then they nabbed him again in Bloemfontein. When did his uh, last sentence finish? Uh, just a year ago, sir. Okay, thanks. Any messages for me? Uh, yes, sir. They found the hammer. Where was it? In the river at the bottom of 10th Street, sir. Good. I want it rushed to Pretoria. Let the criminal bureau examine it. Uh, anything else? A result of the forensic test on that towel, sir. You were right. There were traces of Mrs. Killian's type blood on it. Ah, we seem to be getting somewhere. Do we, sir? Tell the brigadier, uh, get a message to him, that I'm on my way to make an arrest. Right, sir. I'm off to 143 Railway Street, Mayfair. 9.10 a.m. A dingy boarding house. This is where Raymond Worrell had stayed for a year. Lieutenant Lovaskakne speaks to the woman in charge of the place. Uh, I'm a police officer. Uh, which is Raymond Worrell's room? Number eight. Is he in? Oh, I don't know. Well, uh... Open it up and let's have a look. Oh, I should think he's at work. He's an electrician, you know. Uh -huh. uh, do you know uh, anything else about him? Not a thing. I'm not one to pry into other people's affairs. Oh, that's really nice. Oh! What's the matter? His things have gone. His suits and things used to hang in that corner on a piece of wood, across the corner resting on the picture rail. <laughs> the cheeky monkey... You didn't know. Had no idea this was going to happen. I should think I didn't. He owed me three months' rent. Short of money, eh? Always. I wonder if there's anything of his left. What are you looking for? Oh, anything. Anything at all. Oh, hang on a sec. Uh, that looks like... Yes, it is. Mm. An old suitcase of his under the bed there. Ah. Well, just pull this out. Ah, there we are. Right. Now we'll open it up. There's nothing in it. I'll take it with me. What's he done? I'm not sure, but I think he's been a very naughty boy. 9.56 a.m. Bedwaraswant Divisional Headquarters. Lieutenant Lavaskakni is brushing the case out, the lining, etc., with a brush. The dust and fluff the brush accumulates, he catches on a piece of paper. The door opens and in walks the brigadier. Well, what have you got there? Well, sir, it's an old case I found in Waddle's room. I've uh, just been through it with a brush. And this is what I've collected. Uh, not much to help you there. Oh, by the way, we've put out a general call for Waddle all over the country. And here's a lab report on that hammer. Even though it was in the water for more than 24 hours... They've identified it as the murder weapon. There were traces of Mrs. Killian's type blood on it, plus some fragments of her hair. Thank you, sir. What are you doing? There are little white things that look like crumbs. Oh, they are, aren't they? Uh, no, sir. They look like little pieces of paper, very hard, very dry, all scrunched up. I'll just pop them into the water, see what happens. We'll just leave them for a moment or two. I suppose the airports and harbors have been alerted, sir? Oh, yes. You need have no fears on that score. What's happening in the glass? Well, I'll just uh, fish them out and place them in the sheet of foolscap paper. That's it. And very carefully open them up. Oh, careful you don't tear them. Oh, I won't, sir. Ah, what's that red color? 
That seems to be part of some lettering. Yes, yes, here's another piece. Uh, they... Ah, and another. Uh, they look like pieces of a jigsaw. They're fitting together nicely. Oh, that, that's a word. What does it say? Last. L-A-S-T. Everlast. The, the, the tool people. Of course. It's the label of the hammer. I thought that hammer looked new. Uh, more foot slogging. I'm afraid so, sir. I'll go hawking a photograph of Warrell round Jerbeck's tool shops. You never know. Someone may remember it. No, never seen him before in my life. Hasn't been in here. Well, yes, sir, I'll remember him anywhere. Why? Well, I was chaffing him. I asked him if uh, he was going into the carpentry business, and he said he was. So? So I, I looked at his hands. I was a tradesman myself before I started this game. He didn't have the hands of a carpenter. Only uh, certain shops keep Everlast tools, you say? Yes, sir. The murder weapon was an Everlast, and the man who sold it to Waddle uh, would remember him anywhere. He's very words, as a matter of fact. Uh, that all adds up to formidable evidence. Yes, sir. But where is he? Uh, Brigadier Pelser? Is Lieutenant Lovescockney with you, sir? Yes. Uh, may I have a word with him, please, sir? Just hold on. For you. Uh, thank you, sir. Lieutenant Lovescockney? Uh, Warrant Officer Ulofi, sir. The news of Warrell. Yes, have they picked him up? Uh, no, sir. Just missed him. Who? Where? Uh, CID in Durban, sir. The receptionist at the Excelsior Hotel recognized Warrell from a photograph we sent to all stations. But he left yesterday. Was he booked in under his own name? Uh, no, sir. He's registered in the name of Grayson. Robert Grayson. Does the hotel register reflect a car number? Yes, sir. Um, TJ255297. Put out a call. Very good, sir. What will you do, sir? Me? I'm off to Durban. May the 18th, 9.25 a.m. The Excelsior Hotel, Durban. Lieutenant Lamaskachny has been driven straight to the hotel from the airport. He speaks to the receptionist who recognized Warrell. I must congratulate you. You were very sharp. Why, thank you. Warrell was just here for the night, was he? Yes, he said he was leaving early the next morning, so I asked him to settle his account that night. Did he have a roll of money with him? Yes, I was very surprised. I mean, he wears such shabby clothes. An old raincoat, greasy hat. Oh, you don't miss much to hear. I'm interested in people. <laughs> uh, did he make any phone calls while he was here? Uh, no. He sent a telegram, though. Oh, did he? Did you write it here? No, at the desk over there. Was this a uh, blotting paper here, then? Yes. We still use ink and pens like the post office. Yes. Uh, have, have you got a mirror? Uh, oh, just a minute. Oh, yes, got one in my handbag here. Ah, thanks. Oh, I see. You hold the blotting paper up to the mirror and... Yes, and we see the writing the right way around. Oh. Here we are. Now, what's this? Love... Raymond. That's it. And the address? Mrs. Marjorie Worrell, 19 Baitacunt Street, Salt River. Well, that must be his mother. Oh, well, next stop, Cape Town.
answer. Let's try the door. Anybody home? Strong smell of cooking. Tie that door on the left there, Sergeant. Right, sir. Get out of my way! Stop! Stop! It's making a run for it, Sergeant. Get after him. Stop. I'll go round the back. <laughs> two police officers caught and subdued Raymond Worrell, who kicked, screamed, and bit to try and evade his pursuers. He denied all knowledge of Mrs. Killian. He knew nothing about a hammer. He'd won his money at the races, he said. When he was asked to explain a spot of blood on his raincoat, he told Lieutenant Lovaskachny that he'd had meat in his pocket, that the parcel had leaked. Subsequent laboratory tests proved that the blood type was Mrs. Killian's. Another spot of evidence which eventually led to Waddle's death on the gallows. They prowl the empty streets at night, waiting, in fast cars, on foot, living with crime and violence. These men are on duty 24 hours out of every 24. They face dangers at every turn, expecting nothing less. They protect the people of South Africa. These are the men of squad cars. Listen again next Friday evening to another authentic story in our dramatic South African police series, Squad Cars, brought to you by General Motors, makers of the biggest and most exciting range of cars, trucks, and commercial vehicles in the world. Cadillac, Buick, Oldsmobile, Pontiac, Beaumont, Chevrolet, Opel, Holden, Vauxhall, Bedford, GMC, and Ranger, South Africa's own car.